just wanted to enter us in with praise. You're worthy of it all. Let's just recap. You're worthy of it all. We love your presence, Lord. And there is none like you. So, Holy Father, we enter in today through the praise of your people. You're worthy of it all. We love being in your presence, and there is none like you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Um, if you have your Bibles, open your Bibles to Proverbs. Um, Chris, do you want to share what you got yesterday? You're tripping a lot today, Christy. <laughs> you doing all right? <laughs> I don't know, maybe. <laughs> uh, yesterday we were at King Lake. Uh, I went with Erica, Emily. Um, oh. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I'm like so nervous. Sorry. I think I just like, I don't know. I feel so joyful about what God is doing. Um, but yesterday we were at King Lake and they were just sitting there in silence in worship, ministering to Jesus, and I love doing that because I, I used to do that, and it took me a while to be able to sit there and shut my mind off. But as soon as I did, I got this vision of a man drinking in a well and, like, washing his face in a well, and I didn't know for what it was for. And then uh, Nick talked about something this morning, and I was like, oh, I just got that vision yesterday. So it just, yeah. So she, she got that, and um, I woke up this morning, wasn't quite sure if I was going to be here. My wife's like teetering on a baby here. We keep thinking we're going over the edge, and then we don't, so, uh, but I woke up this morning and um, was just praying about what the Lord wanted of today, and, um, and I, I saw this, this vision of like, you know, when, when you're when there's someone who's like in a desert and they're thirsty and they need water and then just this this like spring of of fresh water just like you know washing in it drinking in it soaking in it and it just gives life and uh and then I ended up hearing we was sharing this earlier and Christy shared she's like I, I got this thing yesterday and uh and the when I got it the Lord spoke um that this is wisdom that what they're drink what what this person is drinking is wisdom and understanding. And he began to take me to Proverbs. Um, and just this picture of like being thirsty in a desert and drinking from a fresh water spring that like God says, this is in the same way, this is how we drink in godly wisdom and understanding. How we should long for it and thirst for it. And, and even in Proverbs, we're going to get into Proverbs, but this image of like a father to a son basically saying, hey, here's, here is wisdom. Drink it. <laughs> Take it in. Consume it. It's life, right? And so I'm going to give a little bit of like, we're going to read some Proverbs stuff. I'm going to give some background on some Proverbs things to, to get us an understanding. But um, I'm going to turn this over to a few people. Some of them don't know it yet. Um, and I'm going to always say our, our ABCs in here, right? As we just, I believe the Lord wants to move through the body, which is sometimes a dangerous thing, okay? <laughs> if you get enough people in a room, right? But I'm just trusting Holy Spirit. Um, but the, the ABCs of always give glory to God. What we're saying should be for the glory of the Lord. Um, the B should be be brief, right? So, uh, the, the opportunity for you to stand up and go, yes, I now get my chance to show how amazing I can teach or preach or whatever, right? Uh, be brief in what the Lord has for you. And then also uh, be current. You know, again, not, not the opportunity to just kind of tell your life story, but what, be current with what the Lord's doing today, okay? So that's my admonishment for the body as we open this up. But um, I want to turn it over to uh, some people that I'm going to call on that are, I would consider not like um, elders would be the wrong word, but as we drink in the wisdom of the Lord, the Holy Spirit is going to gain, give us wisdom. We're going to gain wisdom. We're going to gain understanding. And that comes through a lot of different ways. It can come through scripture. It could come through revelation uh, to you yourself as the Lord speaks to you. Uh, always in line with the scriptures, right? No, nothing should ever contradict the principles of what, the God, of what God has given us through the word. Um, but he can also bring it through other people. 
And I feel like uh, the Lord is going to bring people up here who are either one, uh, the prerequisite is been faithfully serving the Lord and are spirit-filled, but one, um, and I don't mean this, you're all going to take it, Cindy Borden, in a, in a negative way, but uh, people who honestly are, are, have more years under their belt, <laughs> like in the natural, okay? Uh, and then also in the spiritual, uh, people who have more years under their belt, like minimum 10, 15 years walking with the Lord faithfully, okay? I'm going to call on some of you folks, and I, I, want, I feel like the Lord's saying, come up here, and if you were a father giving wisdom, spiritual wisdom to a son, if you were a mother giving spiritual wisdom to a daughter, what's a nugget after the years of following the Lord that you would say, hey, wisdom is this? Does that make sense? And we, the body, Joe, Denise, <laughs> are going to learn from wisdom, right? Cindy Borden, uh, Jill, I'm just, I'm telling you, not, this isn't the exhaustive list, but I'm, I'm preparing some of you, right? The Lord wants to speak wisdom because the, the scriptures say cling to wisdom. Gain understanding, right? So in Proverbs, now that you all know where we're going with this, you can, you can be prayerful as we go. But uh, the book of Proverbs, let me give you, can I give you some background contextually? So Proverbs is written by Solomon for the most part. Um, Solomon wrote Proverbs, he wrote uh, Song of Solomon, and he wrote Lamentations, okay? Correction, we misspoke on this and meant to say Ecclesiastes. So Ecclesiastes is what is intended and not Lamentations. I'm going to give you my, here's my opinion, which I believe is, is <laughs> it's an opinion, so I think it's accurate, right? But uh, take it for what it's worth. Based off of just what I've learned, um, Solomon, and it starts off his life, and the Lord says, y'all know, many of you probably know this, he says, God says, I will give you anything. And what does Solomon ask for? Wisdom. You wanna know why Solomon asked for wisdom? Because you see it throughout the rest of his text. He asked for wisdom because he feared the Lord. He feared the Lord, and he said, of, of anything, I want wisdom. So you have Proverbs, which is a book of what? Wisdom. Okay, then you have, he writes Song of Solomon. Chronologically is the next thing he writes. Song of Solomon, I will just, opinion alert, I don't want to say opinion alert, I believe this is biblical. Um, I think we, we have misused Song of Solomon in the church today. We have used Song of Solomon as a representation of our relationship with Jesus and full transparency. It's actually a very um, graphic uh, I don't want to use words. I know we've got mixed company here. Um, it's about two lovers who honestly aren't married. <laughs> Uh-oh. Like, like it's this passionate pursuit of, of two people who are, uh, am I too loud now? No? Okay. This passionate pursuit of two people who are like longing and desiring for something that is like, oh, we're not really supposed to be in this yet, but we're longing for them. We're sneaking around and we're doing different things. And, and I believe Song of Solomon is actually Solomon uh, falling away from the fear of the Lord as he pursues his own desires. It's not actually a picture because if you actually take the words that are actually used, uh, not in the Message Bible, different things that, that change, that actually, this is one book I will say, they actually change the words to fit doctrine. It's not right. That, that the, the graphic imagery in here is of, of like, you know, a, a passionate nature. They get very graphic. And we try to change them to fit our doctrine of our relationship with Jesus because that's how we viewed it. It's not what it is, okay? So, so they have Song of Solomon, which is Solomon going away from the fear of the Lord as he pursues his own desires. And then what's the last book that he writes? Lamentations. What's the general nature of Lamentations? Again, meant Ecclesiastes. It's like, like, what is this? Forget it. Like, what is this thing? None of it's, it's, it's just this, like, you get this depressing book of like, man, well, well, I don't know. It's all worthless. It's all the air. It's all, but yet at the end of the book, he still says the only thing that matters is fearing God, right? So in my opinion, the progression of Solomon's writings is you have Solomon starting off as a man who fears the Lord. He fears the Lord so much, and this is the only thing he desires. Then he gets pulled away by his carnal desires, and then he ends his life in a place of like, what is this worth? 
It's all meaningless. So it's actually a warning. Even his writings, if you look at it in the progression, it's actually a warning, okay? Um, but Proverbs, beautiful book. It's a poetry book, genre-wise. Poetry, uh, wisdom, wisdom literature. This was a genre. Um, <clears throat> what is a, po- a, a proverb? A proverb is, in its simplest form, it's a wisdom saying, okay? It's a wise saying. It's a means of getting a point of cross, okay? So meaning, you ever heard the, the phrase, penny saved is a penny earned? That, that's a wise saying. It's a, it's, it's a way of communicating a principle, a wisdom principle, in a means that can get the point across to the, uh, to the hearer. Does that make sense? These are what Proverbs are. Proverbs are a generalization, not a guarantee. Okay? Meaning, who's heard, if you raise a child up in the ways of the Lord, when they're older, they will not depart from it. Right? Is that a guarantee? No. But it's, it's, it's a general principle that, generally speaking, wisdom says if you raise a child up, more than likely, they're not going to depart from it like they would if you don't, right? It's, it's a wisdom saying. It doesn't make it a guarantee. It doesn't mean it's universal. It's a wise saying with a general principle, okay? Does that make sense? doesn't necessarily mean it's always true in every scenario, all right? Um, and then there's even this weird thing, like... <laughs> uh, Got to love this. And this just goes to how to read Bible. But then you'll get, and these are from Proverbs, okay? You'll get phrases like, birds of a feather flock together. And then you'll get, opposites attract. Huh. (laughs) Seems to be kind of contradictory, right? Uh, Too many cooks spoil the broth. Two heads are better than one. Okay? He who hesitates is lost. Look before you leap. These are all in Proverbs, okay? So, meaning, again, some of these are specific to circumstance, right? He's giving wisdom that's actually specific to a circumstance. It isn't necessarily like, it doesn't mean that, oh no, the Bible isn't true and it contradicts itself. No, these are wisdom sayings that he's applying in one context and sometimes he's applying another one to another. Does that make sense? That is Proverbs. And generally speaking, it's painting the picture of two paths. That if I am going down clinging to fear of the Lord and wisdom, I will, it will lead me on a path of life, okay? And then in contrast in Proverbs, if I don't cling to wisdom and I don't cling to fear of the Lord, it will lead me on a path of destruction, okay? And then lastly, what I love, the, the, the thing I love the most about this is you get, uh, it's called the personification of wisdom. You'll see this thing in Proverbs where they have this, this personification called lady wisdom, right? Where, and I love, we're going to read in, in Proverbs 2, he actually personifies wisdom as, as a, a woman to be pursued. And I, and I love the imagery because he contrasted in chapter 2 with pursuing a, an adulterous woman. He's saying, here's lady wisdom over here. And if you pursue lady wisdom, which in our brains, if you think of like the pursuit men, like when you pursue a woman, right? Like there's, there's, a, there's, there's a hunger and a, and a desire for, for that woman. There's a, you know, I want to cling to every word she says. There's all these different things that when I'm passionately pursuing my bride, I will cling to her and all the things that come along with what she says and what she brings, I want to cling to her in that pursuit, right? This is what he's saying to do to wisdom. Pursue her in such a way, right? He's making it a personification of wisdom. And then he contrasts it with the adulterous woman. How if you fall to the adulterous woman's, uh, uh, I don't know, sayings, <laughs> uh, uh, the things she's giving you, we'll get to it, but the, the, the things that drip from her lips as she speaks, these bad, there's all these things, you cling to that, you will lead to a path of destruction. Cling to lady wisdom, okay? Does that make sense? That is my brief not so brief, way of getting you into Proverbs. So I want to read Proverbs chapter 2. I'm not really going to teach on much of this. We may pause just briefly, but we're going to read Proverbs chapter 2 to give you a picture, and then we're going to read Proverbs chapter 4, a piece of it. And I want you to ask the Lord, Holy Spirit. Oh yeah, go for it. Yeah, repeat. I love it. Actually, let's do do this first. Uh, Bible. Raise up your Bibles. Father, repeat after me, Father, Father, Son, Son, Holy Spirit, Spirit, we believe believe this is your holy holy written word, word, and we commit commit 
to obey, to obey. The, words the words we are about to read. About to read. Amen. Amen. Do you know you're making a covenant when you do that right there? Amen. And you know when you make covenant in scripture, uh, like with the gospel, there's different pieces of the gospel, but he actually says to make it out loud. Your covenant is declared. So that's why we do that, okay? Um, but I just want to ask that the Holy Spirit, I just think like, <laughs> we're, God's going to move through, through wisdom today. And if we would hunger and cling for wisdom, I believe the Lord will move powerfully, not just in this room, but beyond it, okay? So Proverbs chapter 2. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to what? Wisdom. And applying your heart to understanding. Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, I just love the imagery he's painting here, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. Who gives wisdom? The Lord. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those whose walk is blameless. For he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair, every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you. Understanding will guard you. Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men from men whose words are perverse, who have left the straight paths to walk in dark ways, who delight in doing wrong and rejoice in the perverseness of evil, whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. Wisdom will, will save you also from the adulterous woman, from the wayward woman with her seductive words, who has left the partner of her youth and ignored the covenant she made before God. Surely her house leads down to death and her paths to the spirits of the dead. Holy Spirit, I just even pray now, I'm asking conviction just even upon these words. As we read them, God, would you be stirring conviction? Would we cling to wisdom? Now who, now, or sorry, none who go down, none who go to her return or attain the paths of life. Thus you will walk in the ways of the good and keep to the paths of the righteous. For the upright will live in the land and the blameless will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land, and the unfaithful will be torn from it. Chapter 4, flip over. Listen, my sons, to what? A father's instruction. I believe fathers are going to speak, spiritual fathers are going to speak to spiritual sons today. Spiritual mothers are going to speak to spiritual daughters today. And what are we to do when they, when they speak? Again, the word of the Lord not just word of man, but we're praying it's Holy Spirit, word of the Lord coming through. What are we to do when we receive this instruction? Pay attention. Gain understanding. I give you sound learning, so do not forsake my teaching. For I too was a son to my father. I love this principle. If you're not humble enough to learn from those who walked before you, there's a problem. For I too was a son to my father, still tender and cherished by my mother. Then he taught me and said to me, Take hold of my words with all your heart. Keep my commands and you will live. Get what? Wisdom. Wait, should I get tongues? Should I get prophetic powers? Should I get a platform on TikTok? get wisdom. All those other things fall into place. I'm not knocking those things, but I'm saying, what is he saying to seek? Which really is seeking the fear of the Lord. Gain wisdom. Wisdom and understanding. Do not forget my words or turn away from them. Do not forsake wisdom. Is, ready for this? Here's where he personifies. He does it throughout the book, but do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. <laughs> Come on. like You think he's trying to make a point here? 
Though it cost all you have, get understanding. So it's probably not going to be easy as you pursue wisdom. Get understanding. Cherish her. She will exalt you. Embrace her. She will honor you. Again, this personification of Lady Wisdom. She will give you a garland to grace your head, which was covenant, covenant things there that he's talking about, and present you with a glorious crown. Listen, my son, accept what I say, and the years of your life will be many. I instruct you in the way of wisdom and lead you along straight paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hampered. When you run, you will not stumble, Christy. Sorry. It teed me up here. Hold on to instruction. Do not let it go. Guard it well, for it is your life. What is your life? Instruction. Wisdom. Is there a point here? Do not set foot on the path of the wicked or walk in the way of uh, evildoers. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn from it. Go on your way. For they cannot rest until they do evil. They are robbed of sleep till they make someone stumble. They eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. The path of the righteous is like the morning sun, shining ever brighter till the full light of day. But the way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk, corrupt talk from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths of your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. Joe and Denise Fela, can I bring you up? (laughs) I didn't tell them I was doing this. (laughs) Then I will submit to my father. Uh, what, is, what is wisdom? What is a piece of wisdom that we, you would give after walking with the Lord for many years, physically, walk, you know, having families, all that type of stuff? you want to go first? No, go ahead. Okay. Well, this is totally by surprise, but um, I love the... the book of Proverbs. I've subscribed to the proverb a day, and I I can't tell you how beneficial. I would encourage you just to do that. It takes, you know, no time to do that, but there's such wisdom in the book of Proverbs. And as Nick said, uh, it's about wisdom, knowledge, understanding. And my favorite part, my favorite chapter in Proverbs is chapter 2, because Proverbs throughout it talks about the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord, to gain knowledge, wisdom. Well, what is the fear of the Lord? So often we think it's a, you know, and it's a healthy fear of, of a, a, an awesome God and we're to be reverent and there is an element of the fear of the Lord, but if you peel that back, what is the fear of the Lord? And I love because Proverbs 2 actually tells us what it is. Um, Nick read it, but I, I want to just meditate on it just for a, a, a minute. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you. So right away, accept my words, store up my commands within you. That's a knowledge of what God has for us. More than just the book of Proverbs, but all that he has for us, um, we're to accept his words and store up his commandments. So there's a couple things, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. That's a humble reverence for the Lord and to say, Lord, I, I, I don't know anything, teach me. 
Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as if for silver and search for it as if for hidden treasure. Nick read these, but it, it's, a, um, it's a desperate yearning. It's to say, Lord, I, I, you know, without you, I'm nothing. And, and fill me, Lord, with your thoughts, your wisdom, your understanding, and your knowledge, because as Nick said, that comes from the Lord, not come not from um, books or authors or people that are supposed to be sweet and cool and know it all. Um, that's not where it comes from. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord. So he's just told us what the fear of the Lord is. We're to search for it. We're to, we're to, we're to go for it. Um, and then if we do that, we can, we can start to grow in it. Why? So that we can become perfect? No, absolutely not. So that we can daily grow and know more of what the Lord would have, would have for us so that we can live the best life that he would have for us and we can influence others in the same way. The book of Proverbs also talks a lot about um, seeking counsel. And that is so important because when we seek counsel, we should seek it from those that, are knowledgeable in the book, in the word of the Lord and have sought after the Lord for years and years and years. And there you'll find a small piece of the knowledge maybe that the Lord has imparted on them. But um, I would just encourage you to, you know, go for it. Just go for it with all your heart and passion. And um, so. Um. I was reading in one, and it just uh, said, Listen, my son, to your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. They will be a garland to grace your head and a chain to adorn your neck. And I, I, I'm speaking to young moms, moms in general, and I know when it comes to the word, and it's talking about the mother's teaching, moms have a tendency to kind of freak out, like, am I doing the right job with my kids? And, and I just want to encourage you to understand that the fact that you even worry about that the lord knows your heart he knows you want to do the best you can and in those moments where you might be losing it may not be acting in the way that you would would have preferred you would have handled something that just go to the lord and say lord i don't feel like i did that right into you just please keep continue to guide me you may not have as much time to be in the word but even if you have those simple times to just say quick things to the lord and, and just make sure his presence is with you and just know that time's going to go fast and you're going to look back and moms have a tendency to look at the things that they felt like they didn't do right but you care and because you're caring those kids are going to going to grow on the way that is right with the Lord. <clears throat> They're going to see the Lord in you, even if you don't feel like you're, you're being what the Lord wants you to be. You are. It's Satan coming in and telling you, you weren't a good mom. You weren't a good mom. Just say, no, no, I am a growing mom in the Lord. I am doing fine. And then you'll get to our age where you'll see it all come around, and we're constantly crying because <laughs> these grandkids of ours, you know, it, the Lord will show you in the end that it that all those little things that you have done has have come to fruition. Fruition, and you know, Friday night house fires. I'm in the Lord, and I open my eyes and look down, and Vin is up with his hands and his eyes, and it's like I'm bawling. And we had a grandson, another grandson, in the back seat of our car this weekend. We had Caleb on or something. He knows every word. He's singing out, and it's just like, you know, so. It'll come, you know, but just be, just be sitting at the Lord's feet and just know that he's sitting with you, he's guiding you, and just, just hang on to that. And don't question yourself. Don't let Satan do that to you, all right? Come on. I feel the Holy Spirit on this, y'all. telling you, there's wisdom, there's wisdom. Jill, can I bring you up? Hey, uh, by the way, I'd take some notes here, folks. <laughs> like, yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. Jill, if you could, in, in all your years serving the Lord, if you could give a nugget of, of wisdom to us today, what would you say? First, thank you for asking me to come up before Cindy because, <laughs> I mean, seriously, I sit, I, I mean, okay, I'm going to embarrass her. I sit at her feet. I mean, you know, we use, first of all, you've got to surround yourself with people who are hungrier than you. And um, that has been the greatest blessing. So great. So, but, um, you know, I was asking the Lord what he would um, have me share. I've, I've been a Christian, I, a follower of Jesus since 1977. Um, I mean, longer than 90% of you probably been alive. And um, it gets better all the time. But it gets better the more you know him. Know him. And so I remember very distinctly, um, oh gosh, it had to be in the 1990s sometimes. Um, first of all, it starts out with a hunger for his word, and that is something that I will say, and Denise, you're so right, I mean, I had four kids, I was, it was insane, but yet I would grab a word here and there, and, you know, Hebrews 4, 12, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, it penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Now, so that's the one I usually would camp out on, like, yeah. And then one day in the 1990s sometime, um, I read verse 13, and, and it, was, it just smacked me upside the head. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Now, that could be a scary verse. It really could. I mean, it should be, actually, because the fear of the Lord is a very real thing. We, he is to be revered. So if, if we have to give account to him, then yeah. But the beautiful thing is when I read that, my heart leapt with joy. It gives me more joy. That was the day I became real before the God. I mean, about everything, because he already knows it. And so I started more than ever. I mean, I always had to some degree, but that's when I started talking to him as my best friend, the one who guided me, the one who had all the wisdom that I needed. So, um, so I guess my, my advice is be real before God because he loved me even in my realness. So good. Come on. It's fire. Let's go. Cindy? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Come on, come on. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Oh. Well, an honor, too. We, we talked a couple weeks ago about uh, having a culture here that honors one another, that we default to honor, right? Um, I just want to publicly, and can we even just, like, at the end of these as we clap, may it not just be clapping because, like, oh, great job, you just said, but, like, clapping in honor. <laughs> like, clapping for honoring them, thanking them for, uh, it is not easy in this world to serve the Lord for decades on end. Yeah. To faithfully serve the Lord, right? And the wisdom that comes from that should be honored. And we should take to it, <laughs> just as that verse was saying. Absolutely. Cindy Borden. Well, um, I guess part of wisdom is willing to be coming, come up here and feel like a fool. Um, yeah, I don't know. A lot of things he. 
has been stirring, but, um, and I come up here and my mind goes blank. <laughs> this, is, this is how it works. Uh, <clears throat> a couple things. I think um, wisdom obviously comes from years of um, walking and um, and being taught, learning, um, experience. Uh, and I would say that just because you're wise doesn't mean um, that <laughs> that you lived it really perfectly and the way you know you'd like to say, yeah, do this the way I did. Don't do this the way I did. <laughs> wisdom, wisdom would be, um, yeah, don't make a lot of those choices because just because you're you're wise doesn't mean you did it all well. It means you um, you learned when you didn't, and um, so one of the probably the, one of the wisest things I could say is quickly obey, keep short accounts, and quickly obey. Quickly say, I'm a mess. So doing me whenever, however, whatever you want to do. Let me say this before I forget. I, th I think wisdom does come from uh, just natural living life and um, uh, God working in, um, having those years. But I think, um, and I'll let Nick expound theologically on because I just read it and believe it. Um, I mean, I'd, more than that, but, but I don't. But I just know um, in 1 Corinthians, it does talk about the gifts, and, um, and it says to some, he uh, gives wisdom. And so I honestly don't, I do get quoted back some of the things. I go, I don't know, did I say that? It, it's very possible, I believe you, but, um, but I give it's not me and all my wisdom most of the time. It is um, some of the wisdom comes from things he's taught me and, um, you know, that I've responded and he's, he's taught me. But much of the time, there is a gift of wisdom. And it just, I mean, God says, earnestly desire the gifts. So, um, so we can pray and ask for wisdom. But... Um, but much of this, I, I don't take any credit for. I, I don't know what God decides and how he decides, but there is a gift of wisdom. And, you know, I've had people ask me, where does that come from? I, I don't know. It's a gift from God. So many things that come out of my mouth are, um, you know, if, if it's wise, it may be from that gift. I don't know. I just want to throw that out because it, it doesn't mean, you know, you have to necessarily be... Uh, near 100 years old. Are we close to it? Or <laughs> I don't know. Nick sure made it sound like that, but uh, uh, <laughs> we're getting up there. <laughs> I don't know, but we, we did, most of us, earn these gray hair. Um, but um, yeah, I think, I think give God credit. He, d he does gift wisdom also. So, um, but, but also much of it just comes from our response to him and um, learning, sorry. Hey, actually, can I have you, can I have you stay up here for just a second? Um, just because I, uh, I highly respect, you know, your whole group, honestly, but um, if we don't value prayer, we're missing something, okay? If we value this, I brought my study Bible today. It's hard to, <laughs> a little thicker. If we value this, then you will value prayer. You want to know why? Because Jesus valued prayer. We see it all throughout the Gospels. Um, and a church that doesn't pray is dead. Yes. Just my opinion. Yes. And I believe it's the opinion of Scripture. So, if, if you're going to have a body of believers pursuing Christ, you better surround yourself with people who know how to pray. And these, these ladies, um, 
It's, it's not of them, it's of the Lord, but, but they, they pursue the Lord and they know how to pray. And if you could give us even just a nugget of wisdom on a life of prayer, I'll give you a second to think, but if you could give us something that would say wisdom to be, to be a man or a woman of prayer, wisdom would look like this. Well, now that you gave me the mic again, um, I will say this, um, this wisdom thing never ends, so um, we are encouraged by, this is stirring us up, right, Jill? I mean, all of us, like, this stirs us up, so um, we need this stirring to keep on going, to keep pursuing wisdom. Um, It will never end, so... And the one thing I didn't mention, you know, like, if I were to give the wisest thing, it's pursue humility. Because I've never noticed, even worldly wise people, the wise guys are not the ones you go, oh, so much wisdom. It's the ones that may have been wise guys all their life, and when they're older, they look and see what is important, and they sit, even if they're secular people, they're worldly people, they will sit, there's a humbleness about them. You look at the older, you know, popular actors or whatever, there are some of them like you go, oh my goodness, something humbled him, and it's probably getting old going, all of that, it's... um. It's Ecclesiastics, by the way. I just want to collect that slide. <laughs> just to set the record straight. <laughs> I, w- I would want someone to do that for me, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> um, so Ecclesiastics, you know, some of these old guys are looking back going, it was all for nothing. And now, you know, they're looking going, this is, so you see humility in them. And um, you're going, wow, they are wise now, but they sure weren't before. So, um, Humility and, uh, yeah, wisdom. Seek humility. Humble me, Jesus. Um, Sorry, what was your question? Prayer. (laughs) Prayer. Okay, so, yeah, humility is important because I'm going to stand here before you and say, you know, uh, humbly, uh, we don't pray enough. We can get caught up at the King's Garden in the needs of everyone and our own trying to do this right, you know, and how do we keep things going, you know, just caught up in doing good things. And so um, this is a good stirring to be in prayer. Um, But yeah, knowing this word, I know there's a lot of new believers here, but knowing the word inside and out, so devour this and pray it back to him. The things he says who he is, declare that back to him. Pray it back to him. Learn from this how to pray. Pray it back. And if you're, yeah, if you're stuck, and honestly, prayer, to me, God knows everything. Uh, He knows everything I need. So honestly, I don't know. I know you're supposed to ask for things, but he already knows. Get past it. (laughs) I mean, Matthew 5, 5 or 6, maybe 6, um, like, I, why are you worried? Like, what are you worried about tomorrow? Like, what are you worried about the food? So, I, honestly, I don't even ask for anything. Like, I don't need, he's already got it. So, praying, um, but for him to do a work in me, always asking, please, please. And for praying for the body and each other and the lost, um, yeah, I need to be on my face more. This is this is stirring. So let's let's do it. So good. So good. Um, there's a there's a beautiful principle there. If ever you're stuck in prayer, you're just like, Lord, what am I? What should I pray? Um, prayer reading scripture is so so powerful. Go to a psalm. Start reading a psalm. Uh, you know, even. I won't give the practical practicing it, but just read a line. And if it says, Lord, you are exalted above the highest heavens, just pause and say, 
Father, thank you. you. You are the God above everything else. You are exalted. I acknowledge you in this moment that you are the God above the highest heavens. I am just man. You know, in your prayer, reading the scriptures. Does that make sense? Um, so, that's good. That's good. Um, okay. What time we got? 11? That's good. Um, So I was going to call in a couple more people, but um, they were people who would probably fall in the category of uh, following the Lord for 10, 15 years, uh, but more around my age, okay? Um, I don't know, something's pausing me in the moment of just sitting on the wisdom of those who have done it for decades. John Backus, you're jumping in cold. Uh, can, 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 can I bring you up? We're, we're, having, we're having some, some people share uh, brief, briefly. We're talking about wisdom. Proverbs. Well, we've, we've had some people come up and share who have just been walking with the Lord for many years. Um, just sharing a brief... Here's a nugget uh, of just, if I could, just as in Proverbs, say, you know, the father counseling the son, like, hey, here's, here's a nugget of wisdom. Um, you know, not something we got to go on for, you know, decades or, or years, but just uh, what, what is, if you could just give one brief, like, here's, here's a nugget of wisdom that I would give to those sitting in the room who are pursuing the Lord after following the Lord for, for decades, um, what would it be? Wisdom, <clears throat> knowledge is something you have, you know, right now. It's temporary. Wisdom is using that knowledge for something much greater use that would be eternal. <clears throat> when you said years and decades, that's why you called me up, right? And I do have those stacked on, stacked on there. Okay. Um, you know, I... I get to teach an adult Sunday school class before church, ages uh, up to 97. And I just got done teaching young people go down, you know, very young age. And it's always interesting, you know, wisdom is knowing you, you do not know everything. You know, right, right now I'm reading through the book of Job, okay? And they understand, you know, Job and his three so-called friends trying to understand God, okay? And at the end, you know, we'll realize we don't, okay? We are still learning, okay, constantly. Wisdom is knowing we do not know everything. That's why we come together. That's why we continue to study, you know. I read once, you know, Einstein, I don't know if it's true or not, but I love the quote. He said, what I'd like is for five minutes to know the mind of God. That we are all searching to try and get closer to God. We're all searching to try and get to heaven. You know, we're on this path in this world. Anything that happens here is temporary. What I talked about this morning with communion, you know, the fear of everyone was death. Death was the end. We know because of Christianity we know, you know because Jesus came back to life, resurrection, he has power over death. That Paul could say, you know, when, you know this, this earth is like taking the waters of the Mediterranean in your hands and they run through, compared to the entire Mediterranean Sea, what all eternity will be with God in heaven. That that is what we are striving for, okay? Knowledge, knowledge is a good thing but wisdom is greater. Always seek wisdom. Always seek to know the mind of God, the will of God. That's good. That's so good. That's a word right there. Man, can I, can I, I just, no, you're good, you're good. Uh, I want to piggyback off of that. Like, 
oh, that's a word, honestly, um, us younger generations need to hear because I think sometimes under the guise of wisdom, we're pursuing knowledge and don't realize it, okay? We think that we're getting wise because we're pursuing knowledge, but really we're pursuing knowledge. Does that make sense? And then we stand on a, a pedestal as if we are wise because we think we have knowledge and we're actually quite foolish, right? And, and this is, I think, what divides so many in the body today. I could point to all the different ways in which we grumble and complain and have division and go on social media and argue over different things. And really, it comes back to the fact that we're not wise. We just think we have knowledge, which half the time, honestly, you don't even have knowledge. But, but we just, we, we, we stand on a prideful platform of knowledge, and we're not willing to humble ourselves to gain wisdom, Right? Wisdom, I've, I've even shared this with, with people in the room, like um, I had to learn this for the hard way, like you may even have knowledge, but wisdom is knowing how to wield that knowledge, right? You, you, can, you can, and then you'll realize years later that you thought you had all the answers right and you didn't, right? But, but wisdom is knowing how to encourage people into the wisdom and fear of the Lord and not just show them your knowledge and the ways they don't have it, right? Does that make sense? So I would just even encourage, like, like I, I'm, I'm always wrestling, you know, always battling. Like, let's, let's not be ones who just pursue knowledge of the word and do, I would, I would honestly argue, I would rather have someone who, don't throw me out for heresy here. I care more about, I care less about how much you know of this, okay, no knowledge, Hear me out. Less about how much you know about this and more about how much your life looks like this. Does that make sense? Now, knowing this through wisdom, gaining understanding, will lead you to have a life that looks like this. So hear me. What I'm not saying is don't read this. I am saying read this <laughs> because you will gain understanding of God and your life should be conformed to it. But what I am saying is sometimes... I know people who have a whole lot of knowledge about this book and their lives don't look anything like this book. That's a problem. That is not wisdom. That is foolishness. Okay? So we will be people here who hunger for this so that it transforms our lives and we can get conformed to the image of Christ and go and look and do the things that Christ did and go and look like and do the things that the apostles did. Because ultimately, we're here to spread kingdom on earth, not just to be in relationship with him, but to spread his kingdom here on earth, right? So let's hunger after the word so we can be conformed into his image and not just leave it on the pages of this book, amen?